It's you, Chinoda. It's you that's off. Yep, it's always Chinoda. Fuck Chinoda. I tried to do it early. Fuck you. <laughs> you try to do it early and it ends up late. Do you understand? And whatever. I don't care. That's Let's exactly why I tried to do it early. Understand. and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our czar of source material, John. Hi. <laughs> our chivalry of Shotaro. My thighs are swollen. Oh. Thick. Okay, then. And our wizard of, wait, what, Chinoda? I need to finish off the bread I have before it expires. How long have you had the bread? Feed it to a duck. No, don't feed no. birds to ducks. What? You idiot. Jesus, Are you Alex. trying? That is the one thing. All right. <laughs> Everyone needs to understand this. Do not feed wild animals bread. It has no nutritional fucking value, and they don't know how to hunt because idiots keep feeding them bread. And we have a problem. I care yeah, about animals. If you want to feed them something, give them wanna... uh, seeds or uh, grapes. Or just don't feed them, please. <laughs> or don't feed <laughs> them. Make... They're fucking animals. They know what to do. They have no, instincts for a reason. All right, so you know the ducks inside of uh, Central Park in New York? Like, all of them are so fat and bloated from eating a shit ton of bread because, you know, idiots feed them bread, and they don't even know how to hunt anymore. They have generations of ducks where they're just like, yeah, we're just going to slide here and wait for food, and they just die off and get fucking killed because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Quit that. <laughs> well, as you all can tell, we're doing another WTF tonight where we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want, anime-related or not. But first, before we actually get in, we have a couple... Well, one thing that we want to talk about that's sort of sad. So over the last few weeks, we've lost three really great people to cancer. Um, one of them happens to be in the anime industry, and that is uh, Uncho uh, Ishizuka. Uh, for those who don't know, this guy had a fucking prolific career as all get out. Um, I'm just going to go over some of the uh, like bigger roles that he was known for, but he's been in the industry as a voice actor since 1984. Um so he's been in this longer than I've been alive. Um, but he's played, over the years, uh, various roles in the Lupin the Third series. Um, he's played various roles in the, de- in the Detective Conan series. Uh, he was the narrator in 1997's Berserk and the uh, 2016 uh, remake as well. Um, he was the longtime voice and narrator in, uh, of Professor Oak and the narrator of, uh, in Pokemon. Uh, what else did he do? He was Jet Black in Cowboy Bebop. He played Bunta Fujiwara in the Initial D franchise. Uh, he was Kaizak, uh, Kizaki in uh, GTO. Uh, what else did he do here? I'm looking through it. Um, his most prolific role, probably. His, yeah, his most prolific role probably has gonna. He's probably gonna be remembered as the voice of Old Man Joseph Joestar in uh, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure parts three and four. Um, some other stuff that he did. He was in Helsing. He was Peter Ferguson. Uh, he was uh, in the 2003 remake of Astro Boy as Boone. Uh, he was the narrator of Cromartie High School. 
he was in Naruto. He played Zabuza. Uh, what else did he do? I mean, just roll after roll after roll, and you can I mean, you can look at it yourself. This man had an absolutely prolific career. He played several different roles in Gintama, apparently. Um, His voice and, is is just you know if you know Joseph's like oh my god. Holy, Holy shit! shit. <laughs> <laughs> like his his voice is very deep and unique. It's like it's very strong, right? Yeah. And like every time I hear uh, Uncho voice acting, I'm just like, oh my god, it's Uncho. It's old Joseph, right? I was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. Um. Probably, and he's actually he he is the voice. Uh, does a voice in a currently airing anime. Uh, from summer 2018, and that is Banana Fish. Uh, he is the voice of Papadino Golzine in that show so i don't know if they have all of it done yet voice wise but if not they're gonna have to replace him yeah it's um, uh it's terrible and he he died to throat cancer yeah like, of all, i mean of all things terrible that's so terrible yeah and he'd been sick for a little while but it just it finally got to him man um yeah that's one of the people we lost so r.i.p to him uh someone else we lost the internet's treasure robbie rotten aka stefan carl stephenson uh, also died of what kind of it was bile duct cancer wasn't it yes yeah uh for those who don't know he was he's the man behind the very popular internet meme uh we are number one uh and, from lazy it, town for, for anyone who's not into meme culture like when he this dude first came down with cancer like the internet showed him waves and waves and massive support and yeah. it literally it, and it caused and like all the all the energy that that was given to him and all the people that helped donate money to him helped him actually beat it into remission and he got to live an extra eight months because of that and yeah you know it, it, it's sad that it came back and it was more aggressive than ever but um i i'd like to a little believe bit more that, out of life before he went yeah and and his last tweet um it's very wholesome if you go read it it's like don't be sad that he's dying. Like, if he didn't die, you wouldn't know how to value life and stuff. And it's just, it's very powerful. You know, this is a man that, he's a treasure. He, he's an absolute delight. And I remember there was the uh, the live stream video of him where <laughs> they performed the live version of uh, We Are Number One. And I was on there, and I was just so happy. I was like, this is su- such a cool guy. He responded to the internet community. It was just all positive vibes. And they responded back to him. Oh man, that made me think of uh, Total Biscuit. We lost them like last month. Yeah, lost we actually the last uh, WTF we did, we talked about that too. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, was... uh, one thing I would like to say is, uh, if you aren't already, go subscribe to his YouTube channel just so he can get to a hundred thousand subscribers and get a gold uh, play button for his family. I thought it was silver. Or, I mean, yeah, well, he has a silver play button. Oh wait, is it five hundred thousand? I can't remember now. Either way, go know. subscribe. Yeah, go 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 subscribe to his YouTube channel so he can get so his family can get a gold play button. I don't think he's that far off um, from getting it. So, and I'll put a link down in the description if you want to go subscribe to his to his uh, YouTube channel. Um, there's not a lot of content there, but it's all pretty good. Um, and it's also worth mentioning that he was a pretty good actor outside of his meme status. Um, so, might want to check out some of the other stuff that he's done. But anyway, and then the last person that we've lost recently to cancer is the Queen of Soul herself, Aretha Franklin. Um, I don't know if any guys here actually listen to her music or actually give a shit about soul music, but I do. I Um, personally have never heard of it. Um, My only exposure to Aretha Franklin was when 
Donald Trump tweeted RIP <laughs> to the Queen of Soul, and then other someone was like, get her fucking name out of your mouth, you idiot. <laughs> and I was just like, this is hilarious. I don't even know who this is, but apparently she didn't want to sing for Donald Trump, and that's why her fans were like, you know, don't even fucking speak of her. And I was like, <laughs> it was just really funny to me. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, for those, I mean, for those who don't know, she's, in my mind, she's unequivocally the greatest female vocalist of all time. Um, she's got a lot of really big number one hits. Probably her biggest is uh, Respect, you know, R-E-S-B-E-C-T, Find Out What It Means To Me. Oh, my God, uh, that's her. Yeah, that's her. Oh, um, my God. I don't know if that, that was her first number one or not, but I know it was one of her first. Um, she also did uh, the song Think, Chain of Fools, um, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, I Never Loved a Man, and I Say a Little Prayer. So those, those, are, those are her big, really big hits. Um, yeah, she's she was, a, she was a great singer and just an absolutely phenomenal voice on her. Um, even all the way up to her death, there's a video out there that I think her granddaughter made that was posted to YouTube about three or four months ago, which is probably the last video that we have of her. She's still up playing the piano and singing, and she still sounds just as good as she ever did. So, yeah, great, a great voice, silenced, but uh, definitely we'll be able to remember her through her music. If I think we can all agree, hashtag fuck cancer. <laughs> Hashtag fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, as someone, my, I've, I've lost family members to cancer. It's not fun. I mean, it's losing, not fun. Losing family members in general is not fun. And cancer, what? since it's so, like, you know, it, it, it's so varied in, in that it can be either very slow or very fucking quick, you know? Yeah. And it's just, there's you know, nothing will ever prepare you for the loss of someone. You just bide your time, and you spend more time with them, and you just appreciate them more and more. And then you just spend more time after their death grieving. And, you know, it's just it's a terrible thing to, to learn of mortality, to just think about people that you're losing. Yeah, and it's it's worth mentioning. It's like, you know, you could go at any time. I know that's, that's not something you want to think about, but live every day the best you can, man, because you never know when it's going to end. Yeah, some idiot might get mad that he lost in Madden and shoot you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that yeah, up. Of course fucking. I was going to bring that up. Of course, And of course this happens in fucking Jacksonville, Florida of all of places. Of course, because the, the tournament. All right, so for anyone who doesn't know, I'm very sure everyone knows. Everyone across the fucking world knows about shootings in America, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, there was a shooting in Florida in a, a Madden tournament. And if you don't know what Madden is, it's a football game, as an American football sport yeah. game. And some dude was salty that he lost and pulled the gun. And this tournament was at, like, a mall, I think? So uh, it, was was... A, it was, at like, a big shopping center plaza thing on the riverfront in the St. John's River in Jacksonville. Yeah, and um, I, I don't know too much information about that, but all I can say is, like, of course it was in Florida. <laughs> Fucking Florida. <laughs> you guys need better laws, man. Like, all right, so, for, for example, where I live in Washington State, we have a lot of laws that prohibit carrying of firearms in um, – big events like if you want to go to like an expo or a music festival even like outdoor music festivals they have metal detectors we have pat down stations you got they got to look through your bag and shit like remember we were at anime expo they had yeah. metal detectors and people looking through your bags they also had dogs like uh bomb sniffing dogs too yeah because you know when you have a, an event regardless if it's catered to 10,000 people or like a couple hundred people you still need to be secure you need to have securities in place like 
that's just prime target material, you know? And it's terrible that we have to think like that, but there's just crazies out there. Well, yeah, it's it's any 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 event where there's a large gathering, like you say, it doesn't matter if it's a hundred people or a hundred thousand, like there was at Anime Expo. You gotta you gotta anywhere there's a group of people, that's prime target for anyone who's crazy. Yeah, and I I don't know. It was <laughs> it's a terrible event. Uh, to the what was it three people that were killed and a bunch. Injured? Yeah, three people four. were killed and well, four? Uh, four people were killed, but that includes the gunman himself. Uh, oh yeah, because he killed himself afterwards. Three, right. three people who weren't the gunmen were killed. Yeah, it's it's terrible that this happened, and uh, I can just say, Florida man, you need to get your shit right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, duh. I like guns. I like shooting guns. I it's I the own fucking firearms. heat, man. It drives people crazy. I mean, there's that, but you know, this just it it's kind of so for anyone who's not American and doesn't know this, um, our our state laws actually um supersede yeah supersede federal law in the case that uh we have our own our own states develop their own laws for how we want to handle guns the federal law is very basic and very broad because that's how our system works you know it first goes to uh your city level then it goes to your state level then it goes to your federal level which is our our entire government and here in Washington, uh, because we live in the mountains and there's a lot more outdoor people, we have a lot of. I think you should courses. specify Washington State, not Washington D.C. Yeah. Washington State, not D.C. Not that crime-ridden shithole of a place. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. D.C.'s not that bad anymore. It used to be back in like the 90s, I believe. My mom went there in the 80s, and she said it was a uh, like cesspool. Yeah, it used to be bad, but uh, in Washington State, the Pacific Northwest, we have a lot of safeties in place and. Most people, when they think of Washington State, they think of, uh, you know, hippies. Seattle. Blue-collar blue hippies smoking weed all day, which is it's not wrong. <laughs> There's a lot of people who smoke weed here. But uh, we also have uh, Eastern Washington, uh, for example, is very redneck and or very, uh, I shouldn't say redneck, very old-fashioned. Let's call it that. And it, uh, they're very religious. I save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're a person of color, please drive safe. But no, they're... <laughs> They're actually not that bad. Uh, of course, I'm not. I'm, I'm Asian, so they don't view me as bad as they view, like, Mexican people or black people. But, I mean, I definitely get stares when I go to Eastern Washington because it's like, hey, this is an Asian person. Wow. It's like seeing a real shiny in real life, like a real Pokemon shiny. <laughs> I've heard of these Asians. Are you a Chinaman? <laughs> I've been approached at gas stations before where they're just like, I'm sorry, you Chinese? I'm like, no. Guess again, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's it's just because it's rare. You know, you don't see very much. Like, if you were a, a black person, a tall black person, a tall white person, and you go to, like, um, some boondock area in China, like, not the main touristy areas, everyone's going to stare at you because, it's again, you're just rare. It's a rare occurrence. Like, we know that you exist, but we have never seen your kind before. Or it's very rare for us to see your kind. Oh, man. Florida. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to get your shit right, man. We have hunting I would horses. Like, I would like to point out it actually was revealed today that the, the actual shooter had a history of mental illness. Of course they not. I'm not going to go. Actually, you know what? No, this is a WTF. You know, they always say that. It's always a history of either, like, abuse or mental illness or they were trained on a terrorist compound in uh, South Carolina. Was that was that where that terrorist compound was? I have no idea. I don't because there wasn't there radical Islams that were training kids to shoot up schools or something. Wasn't that big? 
Is that fake news? I, think, I don't know. I think that was in North Carolina, not South Carolina. I don't know. It was somewhere, and I was just like, the, the, it made me laugh. <laughs> I have a terrible sense of humor. Rather, <laughs> I have a very dark sense of humor. Not not so in like Gen Y, where it's like, LOL, I want to die, LOL. But kind of, right? <laughs> it's like we're living in a, in a dystopia already. The world already ended. We just didn't know it. Or rather, it's just been so tame compared to how we imagined it'd be you know there were no nukes dropped there was no giant fallout no giant uh worldwide wars that just struck everything to ruin and why do you have to drop nukes if you could just get people to kill each other (laughs) that's what i'm saying we're living in a boring dystopia where we're all conforming to be like all the same and we're not allowed to be unique or rather we are but we're not it's it's a weird thing when you look what at we how need, what we need to get a little excitement going is we need God to choose us and turn us from a salary man into like a blonde, lowly soldier. Yeah, I mean that, that would make what? everyone's lives so much better. He's talking about Tanya. Yes, we got to oh. get murdered. We got to get murdered first before that happens. Get, get pushed in front of a train. Get chosen by God. Become lowly. Wasn't that who was you should chosen? try that and see what happens? See, all right. First of all, Tanya was not chosen by God. It was just that salary man Tanya, when he was about to be killed, was like, "Man, God sucks. There ain't no such thing as God." And then God was like, "Hold up, what'd you just say, you blasphemer? I'm sick of your shit." <laughs> and that's exactly why God decided to punish Tanya because he was a blasphemer. He was literally the last blasphemer that he was gonna put up with their shit. He was so... like. <laughs> If you don't believe in God and you blaspheme his name, then you'll get a second chance at life. Okay? I mean, nice uh, life maybe. lessons. Maybe. That's what I learned from Saga of Tanya the Evil. That's exactly what I learned. That you might be the millionth blasphemer and God was like, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm tired of this shit. I'm going to make no, you believe No, but I learned this. I just need to become a fucking murderous lowly. I mean. And my life will be so much better. You could. <laughs> <laughs> This is really we. Got, this made a dark turn, but let's this move on. Yeah, let's just you know, R.I.P. to uh, R.I.P. to those people. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, they weren't killed by cancer. They were just killed by a cancer. Yeah, just I don't know. Um, I I have a lot of statistics. I, I look up a lot of statistics to gun control because that's something I actually do care about. I care about our second second amendment. No, second. Yeah, it's the second. Yeah, amendment, second right? amendment. You know, right. clearly I was like, care about on. it a lot. No, because I was like, second constitution. I was like, no, that's not right. It's in the constitution. It's our second <laughs> nice. amendment. Second hey. amendment to the constitution. Thank you. Because I was about to say second constitution. I was like, wait, that's not right. We do need a whole second constitution, though. That would be No, we great. don't. <laughs> all right. First of all, we still have people battling laws that were set in place. Like, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Let's move on, please. No, I'm going to talk about world government. All right. I'm talking about U.S. government to you. I majored in that. Just kidding. I didn't. See anyway. what you thought we get past. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, John. Hello. I know you want to talk about the Monster Hunter World PC port, but first of all, I have a question for you. All right. I haven't played Monster Hunter World at all yet on okay. any format. So, why should I play it at all? All right. First of all, don't play the old Monster Hunters. Uh, they're terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed until Monster Hunter World came out. Yeah, they came out on Portable psp portable ps that's why i didn't know about it i never owned one of those Uh, my first experience with monster hunter uh was terrible because the controls were really shitty um monster hunter world or monster hunter 5 because it's the fifth game in a fifth iteration of the series 
that's not been like just a remake. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, it it basically casual makes the game super casual. So uh, one thing that people hardcore fans of Monster Hunter love was that the controls were really shitty. So you had to get really skilled to learn how to play the game properly, and that's why people loved it because they're super hardcore. You know, think like uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls One, versus the vastly superior Dark Souls Two, and then the not so good Dark Souls Three. But a lot of people fight me on this because diehard fans of Dark Souls. One and Demon Souls would be like, oh, the controls are too smooth. Fuck that. This needs to be <laughs> shitty and old. And I'm like, what? Are you hearing yourself right? I like, I get it. Because it has shitty controls, it made the game hard, and that's what you liked about it. The game was hard. Um, it made you feel elite when you were good. Yeah, because there's a harder learning curve. But in my opinion, um, that's false. I love, I love good controls. Okay, fuck you with your shitty. I hit left and then it takes like half a second to respond type of controls dark souls shit oh you just got to get better at timing no fuck you improvement of like controls of ui all that is welcome in video games when it's silky smooth it's so good that's what i'm saying and all these people complaining about this they're just little babies and i was like fuck you like all right but um and then there's the opposite end of the spectrum where there are people actually having trouble taking down the great jackris the first monster you encounter and it's <laughs> yeah. like jesus my what? friend could my friend could kill the great jackris <laughs> your friend's a fucking scrub i hope he feels bad about himself <laughs> he does <laughs> he, he died fucking we had to redo the mission five times <laughs> what How? I, was like, I was like bro do you because he was trying to he didn't he's never played a monster hunter um and Neither have my, I. That was my very first one. I never had trouble. Anyway, Jesus. he was testing out all the different weapons. All right. Okay. To be fair. fair. And you know how the Great Joggers has that roll attack, and it, when you're at level zero, if you don't dodge that, and uh, it'll take away, like, almost three-fourths of your HP. He got rolled by that multiple times. You couldn't see, like, the, the attack patterns. And uh, anyway, <laughs> Monster Hunter World 5 is uh, it's very casual. I will admit that. Uh, they implemented a bunch of things, like gathering, you don't have to stand still for anymore, you just run through, you get shit, it auto-crafts shit for you in your uh, box if you're missing it, like if you have no potions and you grab an herb, it'll craft a potion for you. Um, you can move while you're potioning now, but instead of being instant, it slowly heals you, so that they made it a little bit easier to heal, but it's kind of still different, so if you, uh, you'll still waste the potion if you, like, move, so some people are griping about that. Um, again, Permanent Wheatstone. Permanent what stone? Wheatstone. Wheat. It's it's called a whetstone. Or, or whetstone. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yes. I don't remember. Shinoda knows how English works. Yes. Uh, a English. Yes. They have an infinite whetstone now, so you don't have to fucking go around and get in that shit. So they made it extremely casual. I still liked playing the game. Uh, this is my first Monster Hunter where I got to the end game per se. Because my first experience was the really shitty one where you had to attack with the fucking analog stick, and I fucking hated it. I was like, what is this shit? Attacking with analog sticks? This is garbage. It's just like how I played Dark Souls 1. I was like, what is this? It takes like three seconds for me to input commands? This is bullshit. <laughs> but the amazing thing is I can actually imagine him doing that while he's playing. I love good controls. Um, that isn't to say, though, that I don't like a good challenge. So once I, I matured a little bit and I, I went back to playing Dark Souls and Demon Souls and I realized the challenge, like I, I get why people like having shitty controls because it's so much more satisfying to beat 
a monster or a boss or a section of the game now that you've like learned how to use shitty controls but you can still beat it you know it, it's that sense of pride and accomplishment that ea wants to sell you and I'll, for I'll, only an additional 14.99 of course i will say though that monster hunter world still has that in the sense that once you complete the campaign like the first part where you fight uh the big boss monster the first big bo- boss monster then you finally get to high rank that's where the game starts to actually shine because once you hit high rank Everything that you learned in low rank, just throw out the fucking window because fuck that. All your noob tactics, all those noob traps combos that you've been using, they don't fucking work anymore. You want to hunt a fucking pink Rathian with those noob combos? You ain't going to do it, son. You're going to get slammed. Come Welcome to the jam. you about to get slammed dunk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my experience with Monster Hunter World where I, I, I made the charge blade because it was the only weapon that I was like, this feels right. I love this weapon. And uh, I had trouble with the, the Anjanaf, the T-Rex-looking monster, which is a new addition to the series. Or so I've been told. Again, I, I don't know much about Monster Hunter World. I just, know, I just know a little bit, I guess. I know what I know, which is a combined 250 hours of playing Monster Hunter World on console and then now also on PC. Um, but, you know, I, I triumphed over the, the first monster, the first hard monster, which is, I guess, the Anjanaf. And I felt really good. I was like, oh my god, I'm like a god now. I'm a literal god playing this game. And then I had to go fucking hunt uh, the pink Rathian. And I was like, what the fuck? This thing is so much more difficult than its regular variant. And then I learned (laughs) how to use the charge blade even better. I learned more combos. I learned how to charge my actual blade. And that when you charge the charge... Wait, you didn't know how to... Okay. I didn't... This is my first monster. Fuck you. (laughs) I knew how to charge the shield. I didn't know how to charge the blade. So once I learned that you can charge the blade, I was like, holy shit, like this is a whole new level of what the fuck. And um, and then I get to high rank and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so hard, so much more difficult. And everything that I, I was doing before doesn't work now. I can't be patient. I got to be aggressive. I got to learn attack patterns and go for openings and get the lineup so I can do the super amped elemental discharge. And I'm just like, oh my god, I was so happy with the game. Like I, I sank my first... 150 hours into monster hunter world on um my ps4 and i didn't even notice it was like two three weeks and i was like holy shit every day i'd come home and i'd just be like all right i'm tired from work but i'm gonna fucking go hunt some monsters i'm gonna get some rubies so i'm gonna go get some plates and that's all i did and uh just recently the port for pc came out and uh it's terrible but i love it and why i say it's they are fixing it though they have come out and said yeah we know all the problems we are on it and i actually have faith in them because this is their biggest money maker and they are taking care of it yeah monster hunter world is the most successful monster hunter that has been out in the in uh in, in everywhere actually so capcom has always been trying to push monster hunter onto the west because i don't know they just wanted to uh, it's pretty big in Japan. Like, there's a cult following of, like, the hardcore players that are just like, oh, yeah, I fucking play Monster Hunter. I'm a fucking pro at soloing a bow because bow is a There was an attempt at uh, getting Monster Hunter to the West years ago, and it completely flopped. And they went back, redid everything, made this a AAA experience, released it not knowing how it would go, and it became one of the biggest games um, of the year because, thanks to again, the polish they did. Yeah, they made it casual. They they were like, all right, we're just going to make it easier to ease into it. And it may take 40 hours for you to get to high rank, but once you get to high rank, it's a whole different game. It's like, all right, the first 40 no hours what, is your tutorial, the... dude. It's crazy. Yeah. So it sounds like it's to me still, what they did. It's fun, though. 
because it sounds like, like to me what journey. they did is they made it as accessible as possible, and lo and behold, a lot of people bought it. Yeah, over 10 million yeah. uh, units sold, digital sales included, worldwide. Oh, it was that's like that's, that's what happens ago. when you make a game accessible to a larger audience. Yeah, and for the most part, um, <clears throat> the port is terrible <laughs> for multiple reasons. One being uh, the servers seem was not ready for this. They they were like, holy shit, on day of launch, we have over 300,000 people playing, like, online. <laughs> Like what? Yeah, it was. And it, it was the. It's the. Uh, it holds the record for highest number of players for a Japanese game or something, online. And it's just you know that's an insane amount of people. Three hundred thousand. Holy shit! And uh, Gabe Newell was <laughs> just bathing in dollar bills. And um, because of that, the servers crash and you couldn't partner with people. Uh, it still has unskippable cutscenes, which I fucking dreaded. I hate unskippable cutscenes. Who in their right fucking mind, in this day and age, puts unskippable cutscenes in their motherfucking games? Who does They're not this? even long, and they look I don't good. Care that what are you complaining about? I do about? not care. I don't care about story. I just want to mash monsters, man. I'm here to <laughs> fucking to mention, hunt. It's one time. You don't have to repeatedly watch yeah, it. I know, and there's only like 36. I know. I, I went through it twice, okay, on console, then on PC, all right? I know. I sat through it twice. And I sat through uh, just playing the game twice, and I didn't mind, right? I bought the game on launch, $60, played it on my uh, PlayStation, and I got I bought a PlayStation Plus just so I could play online. I paid a bunch of money, and I played it, and I'm, I paid more money to get it again just to replay it on my PC. That's how much I like the game, and I'm this is my first Monster Hunter, but it's a really good one if you want to get into it. Uh, other things that are bad about the port, because I'm not done. <laughs> Uh, there's this huge issue of uh, raw input for your mouse. So the the shitty thing about the port is that it still plays like a console game. It may have higher FPS, which is locked to your monitor's uh, re- refresh rate. So mine's 144, so it goes up to 144. It'll say it goes up to technically 300, but mine stabilizes around like 70 to 80, up to 144. But it play, it's, its FPS is really smooth, and it still looks good, but... The, uh, the mouse input feels like a controller. It lags when you're moving left and right, and I fucking hate that. I detest it. But So why not just play with the controller? The reason I stopped playing it on console is because I fucking hate playing it with a controller. Uh, when it comes to uh. selecting um, your, your tools and stuff, I fucking love it. Like Playing with a keyboard and mouse is, feels so much more satisfying to me. Let's see. What else is terrible about the port? What else did they not fix? No, that's about it. Just the uh, the server issue, the unskippable cutscenes. That's all I had to say about the uh, terrible things about the port. Everything else I love. I mean, I still love the base game. The game is fucking nice. It is satisfying to learn a weapon, right? You master one weapon, or you can be like other people and you master all the weapons. Or you just learn how to use all the weapons, but you don't necessarily master one. I I choose the path of mastering one weapon. I try to sub um, bow. I'm just not that good at with it, but you know it takes it takes time to get good with the weapons. I say if you, if you want a challenge, if you like Dark Souls and stuff, where it's challenging because the you just gotta learn about timing, learn about using your loadout properly, stuff like that. You know it's worth playing. What I'm hearing is you like this game. I mean, I skipped a, a podcast because I couldn't stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, where are you? And he's like, go fuck off. I'm playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> all right. I just got to Tempered Elder Dragons, okay? And I was like, all right, I need to go hunt this Kirin. But first, I'm going to sit behind it for like 10 minutes and investigate so I can get more investigations. <laughs> all right? I was busy. 
God, I hated that fight. Oh, right? <laughs> if you don't have the Thunder Mantle, it's the fucking worst. But once you have the Thunder Mantle, it's not that bad. Well, at least when I soloed, it wasn't bad because I couldn't play with people for a while. Uh, right now, the server seems stable enough where you can kind of play. There's still some intermittent issues here and there. They haven't released the fix yet, but I'm hoping Capcom fixes the the server issue. And the you can completely do this by yourself offline, but half the fun is playing with people, honestly. Well, here's the thing. So Monster Hunter 5, uh, Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter 5, was Just Capcom's big... Yeah, it's the, it's the fifth one, right? Monster Hunter World was the big foray, and their biggest selling point was multiplayer, right? On console release, uh, it also had crashing problems and issues, but they fixed that within, like, a week. It was pretty fucking fast. Uh, for PC port, it's been almost three weeks now, right? It's been three weeks, I guess, or two or three weeks, and it's still kind of there. It's intermittent. Uh, I still have some issues where I'll try to start uh, an online session, and it'll just fucking crash and kick me out. Um, I don't know. I I'm not sure if because it's it's either Steam's fault, but it's Capcom's game, and I think they should fix that. Uh, I don't really think they should fix the unskippable cutscenes because, again, they wanted to put the unskippable cutscenes there on purpose because they want you to see like how beautiful the world is, and it's fucking beautiful. There's only five maps that you can explore in Monster Hunter, but each map is fucking gorgeous, and it's open world when you go to one of the five maps you can explore the entire area it's pretty fucking big um i've, I've seen people talk about how the maps are bigger than the old ones because the old ones used they had loading scenes between areas but this one is like all the areas are just connected and it's so crazy when you're hunting something and then uh, a bigger predator comes and it's just like b-52s all over you and you're just like motherfucking get out your slinger pods boys god i fucking hate bagel goose Listen, the B-52 is the best part of the game. Yeah. And then see, when the <laughs> Devil Ho comes in and oh, <laughs> fights <Ho>. the B-52. <laughs> Fuck, man. Every monster is so much more aggressive in high rank. It's so crazy. Like, there's, mo there's like, turf wars and stuff. So the, where you'll be hunting something, and then something bigger will come in and just be like, Hey, what's that? Oh, I'm eating that for dinner. Well, who is this person slashing at it? Fuck you. And then it hits you, and you're just, like, carded. Dead. Like, no! <laughs> that was my monster! <laughs> I remember oh. when I used to get one-shot by normal monsters. Oh, yeah. So, they make... <laughs> the game's a lot more challenging in high rank. Give it... The first 40 hours, just consider a tutorial, guys. Right? God, I'm gonna go play Monster Hunter World now. Alright, I'm done with the podcast. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what we have to deal with. This is what we have to deal with. Anyway. Moving on to the Monster the Hunter World cast. <laughs> But I did, keeping it with, I'd like to point out that I sat here for 20 minutes explaining to you how much I love Monster Hunter World. Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> All right. But moving on, but keeping it in the realm of video games, show you have a new obsession. Yes, just like John, I have an obsession with a video game called Dead by Daylight. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before. Is it the one where one's a serial killer and the other four try to escape him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I know about the game. My friends tried to get me into it, but I just wasn't into it. Aww. It's like Monster Hunter World. Fuck you. No, Dead by Daylight <laughs> has been out for a while. Uh, it's one person plays as a serial killer, and your objective is to capture and kill the other four players. And the other four players are trying to survive the hunt, right? 
Yeah. And that's that's all it I is. I think you would like it because it's very trollsy. It's full of trolls and people and griefers and people <laughs> who want to make other people's living uh, living hell. Um, so I'm sure you'll love it. No, I'm, um, I'm pretty sure I would love it too, yeah. Yeah, but so for people who don't know what it is, it is a asymmetrical horror multiplayer game. And I love horror, so that's like a check mark for why I love this. Um, it's asymmetrical because, like John said, um, there's only one killer, and he is matched up against four survivors. So it's not balanced correctly. And with the current state of the game, the current meta. actually the yeah the, the current meta, the survivors have the unequivocal advantage over the killer. Really? So yeah, because. Well, first of all, there's four of them. So while one person runs around and the killer tries to kill that one person, there's three other survivors like completing a- objectives around the map. And like by the time the killer has caught one survivor, like half of the objectives are done. So the killer really struggles to uh, kill anyone, really. Um, if you're a good survivor, you can make the killer's uh, existence very painful and that is what i love about the game because you can just tease and bully the killer all day (laughs) so my my knowledge of dead by daylight was uh it's always had a bunch of balance issues where the killer was too strong or the survivors were too strong and there was a i I know that they they keep trying to balance it um i also know that they have they had a, a halloween pack where you can download the jason skin so you can be jason as a killer and i thought that was super cool uh jason jason's jason Voorhees. jason Voorhees from the friday the 13th franchise yeah in case mm. no one knows who jason Voorhees is he's not a true apparently show horror. doesn't know what you're not you're not a true do you know who um pinhead is no me i don't know who pinhead is freddy krueger wow wow oh i didn't know that was his name no, i know no, no, i know no. freddy krueger no 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 pinhead is a different slasher film type of dude he's a dude from hell he's like a gatekeeper from hell or some shit that has nails in his head it's called Pinhead because he has a bunch of pins in his head, you know, like iron, iron spikes. We are shit. underselling the hell out of it, though. There's actually a lot of lore and mythos behind Pinhead. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little bit into uh, horror as well. So I, that's why I was peaked originally by Dead by Daylight. But I just was like, I don't like the mechanic of like, um, let me let me first state this. There was a game that came out called Evolve where there is a you play as a monster that can evolve. Can by we hunting. not? <laughs> no, no. I, I need to express this. money into it, and I yeah. See, you got debated. You got fucking debated. <laughs> I did. Okay, I was young. I was foolish. Okay, I learned. It was my learning moment. I will honestly say that. I will honestly say that's how I learned. <laughs> so. Because of Evolve, in case no one knows this, uh, it was super hyped. It was supposed to be super crazy. Like one guy plays as a monster, people four people play as uh, hunters who're trying to hunt the monster. Gameplay was fun. What? The gameplay was fun. Yeah. Well, see the problem with so I was gonna get the game. I was gonna invest in Evolve, but then I was like, you know what? This is too ambitious. Like, what if the balance is wrong? Because these type of games, you know, you've See, got the thing is, if the balance is wrong, just play the side that ha- is, has the <laughs> no, no, fuck that. <laughs> Team switchers, that's go how fu- I play. <laughs> team switchers can go fucking die. All right, I hate team switchers. What do you mean team switchers, what? Uh, in PV, when, when you're playing teams like six versus six, and then uh, some people leave to join the other team so they can stack against you. 
so they're called i guess so. called stackers and i hunt them down with like just oh my unbridled rage because i'm like <laughs> how dare you you think joining that team that you think is good i shall punish you I just want easy wins, John. Just let me have easy no! wins. No! What a, no. <laughs> what a fucking slut. And, and that was my problem with Evolve, that it was unbalanced, and I was completely correct. It's like, at first, the monster was too strong, then the hunters were too strong, and they just could never hit their stride to the point where I believe the game went free-to-play, and I'm not sure if it's still around. I don't, I don't nope, know. No, it's not. They shut down the servers. They did shut down the servers. Yeah, because it just had a bad launch. Dead by Daylight had the same issue, but uh, unlike Evolve, the balancing issue, which still exists, people still had fun with the game, and and that's kind of like the catch. You know, you can have a shitty game that's not balanced, but people will still play it if they think it's fun. And I think the difference I, here is that it was kind of built around an uh, inherently unbalanced aesthetic. Yeah, so. like the killer is supposed to be able to murder everyone with, <laughs> with like no no challenge, right? Which kind of yeah. begs the question to me, as someone who hasn't played it, why can't the survivors just all gang up and kill the killer? Because that's not how this works. Weapon? Yeah. Oh, because the killers aren't like they're supernatural, so they're kind of like immortal. Yeah, I oh. see. Just like Voorhees. There's, al- there's also another problem with Evolve you didn't actually uh, mention, John. It, the whole microtransaction bullshit. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On launch, they had how much over? It was well over a hundred dollars for the microtransactions. Yeah. Five hundred dollars? Was this an it EA was a game? Stupid? No, it wasn't. No, no. But it was a stupid amount of microtransactions. Like that was another thing that it pissed everyone off. Yeah, game developers, like, you should understand. No one likes microtransactions, right? No one does. Even if it's just purely cosmetic, no one likes microtransactions in general. No one likes day one patches either. Yeah. What? <laughs> You know what? A game that came out with a day one patch but still did really well. Literally every game that's come out since about no, twenty. Was that was that fucking pirate game that came out that everyone was like, yeah, it's oh, not- um, god damn it, what is it called? Something. Raft? I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it was called, but I know that people were pissed. Is it Raft? No, no not no. Raft. No. It's, it's no. the the, the one that- Microsoft exclusive. The um, but pirates. Oh, fuck, I forget what it was called. I don't remember. Anyway, so that came out with a day one patch, and it was an equipment, an eye patch called a day one eye, day one patch, <laughs> day one eye patch. <laughs> nice. I fucking loved it, and and, and that's another uh, a, a couple of video games I have in mind. But Sea of Thieves. Games, yeah, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> it came off a day thieves, one patch. Yes, a day one eye patch. It was fucking great. Uh, I think from now on, that's what that's what Apple should have to call their system updates: eye patches. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. I'm laughing. Rolling, dude. Anyway, <laughs> you can have a shitty game as long as people find it fun. Sea of Thieves was a game that people just found fun. And the people who enjoyed it enjoyed it. And there was such a huge amount of people who were like, this game is so garbage. Why are you liking it? I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter if you think it's garbage. They like playing it. Just let them play it. You can. It's worth pointing out that you can also have uh, fun with a broken game. Like, it just, like just shit play it. All right, so Skyrim, for example. <laughs> One thing that people fail to understand is uh, when Skyrim came out, it was super buggy. Uh, it's still super buggy. <laughs> and people played it's a Skyrim. Bethesda. It's a Bethesda still, game. Yeah, that's right. After, after, no, seriously, after, after all these years, you can still fall through the map. 
I'm not even like if you go into the if you go deep enough into water, you can fall through the map. And the reason oh, why Bethesda games do just... so well, like Fallout series and and Skyrim and Elder Scrolls series, is because they're just fucking fun to play, man. All right, I don't care. As long as the final product, I'm having fun. I will sink hours into it. I don't give a shit how much this costs or if it's just bad. Unless it's literal and playable, like with constant crashes and stuff, then maybe not. But you know, my friend just started working at Bethesda, so I can. T- I just realized I can give him a lot of shit for everything now. That reminds me. So you you know Bethesda made that uh, the phone game, right? The Fallout phone game. Yeah. Yeah. Fallout uh, Shelter. Uh, Fallout, Fallout Shelter. Shelter. Yeah. And then I remember very funnily. This is a funny news story from a couple months ago that someone tried to bite off their game. And the reason Bethesda knew that they stole their code was that it had the exact same bug. The Westworld uh, thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, WB tried one. to uh, copy-paste it, essentially. They literally <laughs> had source code uh, that was literal copy-paste from there. Yeah, and Bethesda wait, knew. Wait, wait, so, so they, they, they copied source code, they knew it was buggy, and then no, no, did no. nothing about no, it. No, so Westworld copied uh, Fallout Shelter's source code, and the way Bethesda knew that they did it was because it was like we're you're running the same code and getting the exact same bugs as we are. Yeah. They <laughs> specifically cited a bug. And yeah. That's how they knew. <laughs> that's how they like, knew it's they stole such it. a specific one. <laughs> uh, you know what? I get, that's a good anti-piracy thing though. Oh my like God. just just intentionally put bugs inside the source code. It's like we know you stole it because this is the exact same bug. It's like this is a Bethesda game. How do you know? Because you have the exact same bugs from our code, you idiot. Like, shit! You can't fix their code! <laughs> what a Bethesda thing, right? <laughs> Not that because the game was similar, but because it has the same bugs. <laughs> oh, God. That is funny. That That is, that is really funny, it is actually. <laughs> extremely funny. Um, when corporate espionage goes wrong. <laughs> Alright, I think that about does it for uh, my, my video game right. talks. Show you want to talk... Anything else about uh, Dead by Daylight? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that the game is definitely imbalanced. Um, not just aste- aesthetically, but, like, it's not a strategically competitive game in that sense, even though it's multiplayer only. But um, the the most fun apart- part about it for me is just, like, the experience of, like, creeping through the woods and trying to hide from a killer and then just like watching as the killer just like runs circles around me, but then doesn't even see me. And I'm like, uh, you idiot. I'm just behind this tree in front of you. Why can't you see me, bitch? See, I, I understand see, that appeal of the game, though. Like, that's, see, here, here's what we should do. We should all download it and then make John play as the killer and then make his life terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You guys will be so bad. He'll probably like kill you all. Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure I'd murder all of you. And I love uh, disclaimer. I'm not even good at this game, but I can still like grief a, a lot of killers. So I'm actually pretty bad at the game, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. So hey, it's not a... the point. Is not how good you are. It's how much fun you have while you're playing it. Yeah. So when you... how much people you can make rage quit when, and disconnect. When you kill yes. up, does it let you choose if you can be survivor or killer? Or is it just random? Oh no, you choose. Oh okay. And okay, the the main issue though is like when you're playing as a as a survivor, 
the queue is non-existent you immediately go into a game when you play as a killer you have to wait like one to two hours before you can play a game what wow. and i'm like why would you ever play a killer like i have no incentive to play a killer Whoa, not only why, is why it is underpowered what the fuck because the killer is the host of the game oh. so the killer like like the internet host so the killer starts the game and then he has to wait for survivors to join his hosted game so it like takes so long. That seems like a broken server mechanic. If I you know ask they really me. need. Survivors should thing, be able to host games. That's one thing. Yeah, because they're cheap as fuck. They're also a Canadian company. Hello. Oh well, I can hashtag go. relate to their cheapness. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> that is actually a legitimate complaint I have is that they need to like make killers not wait so long because like that's the only reason I'm not playing killer because I don't have time <laughs> to wait. <laughs> oh Canada! So your you slow-ass like, um, servers suck. You can't just open up like a, a lobby list or something and see like if there's no, there's, there's no lobby list. The, your only options are either go random or you kill friends so you invite people to your lobby. There's no like <laughs> list of lobbies. What? Just sacrifice that's your just friends. Terrible. Like this is for the greater good. <laughs> I know that's kind of shitty. All right, well, shall we move on to the two Netflix stories we got to talk about? Yes. Go yes. Ahead. All right, well, John, how did Netflix debate you? So, um, Netflix is a wonderful service. Everybody loves Netflix, right? Netflix and show. Yeah. Everybody loves Netflix. Uh, it debated me the other day because it showed me, I, I thought it was something new, a show that I've never seen before, or not a show, a movie I've never seen before. I didn't recognize the title. And it had a different place card, uh, different like title card number or whatever. The picture, the fucking thumbnail. That's a thumbnail. And I clicked on it. And I was like, I've seen this movie before. And I was like, what? What the fuck? And I went back and I, I realized a bunch of shows they changed the uh, thumbnails for. I'm not sure if it's trying to debate me into rewatching it or something because I didn't. They actually have been doing that a lot recently. Yeah, they've been going back and especially for some of their older stuff that they have on there, they've gone and redone all of the thumbnails. Yeah, so that's how I got debated, and uh, I watched like a couple Nicolas Cage movies, and I got debated into rewatching one, and I was like, "Wait a second, I've seen this before. It's terrible. What the fuck?" And <laughs> I didn't know that Nicolas Cage was still making movies recently. Uh, there was one, the one I watched yesterday was like Rage, it was from like 2014, and I was just like, "This is not that great of a movie. It's kind of weird." And then the ending, it's kind of just like tries to debate you. There's a twist ending. I was like, I didn't even care, so I was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. That that was just mm. I wanted to talk about how Netflix. I didn't realize they were doing that, and it completely got me. I really did not see that coming. Netflix just has too much time on their hands. <laughs> too much money on their hands, apparently. Yeah, and they keep like um, promoting really shitty shows that I don't want to watch. Yeah. Um. Well, I have something from Netflix. So last year, 2017. Netflix graced us with a live-action adaptation of Death Note. And apparently they thought that was good enough to warrant a sequel. Um, I have a, the obvious question. Fucking why? <laughs> All right, so... I would love to know how well the, the original, the first one went. I, like... I think the first one was pretty piss poor. Yet at the same time, I didn't hate it. See, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I get. I think if it had actually not been a movie, and if they had actually strung this out into a series, I probably would have liked it a lot more because it would we kind of would have had way more deep character development than we got. But my my favorite part of, of the de of the Death Note live action movie from last year was Willem Dafoe's portrayal as Ryuk. I thought that was literally perfect. 
it yeah, Willem Dafoe did literal really perfect well. casting. Yeah, yeah, I would I would definitely agree that Ryuk Willem Dafoe's Ryuk was really good. Uh, I I really hated Light, hated him, hated him. Um, Edge Lord Supreme with yeah. <laughs> extra sour cream, freaking Edge Lord. But uh, the guy that they casted for L, I he reminded me of Caleb City. I'm not sure if you guys know who that is. So some guy on the internet. But he reminded me of Caleb City, and I was like, this acting is on par with Caleb. And it's it just made me laugh the entire time. That's why I enjoyed it. It's it's one of those bad movies that you enjoy. That's that's why I didn't think it was that bad. Like the room. The yes. See, the room is bad as a movie, but it's just was it Tommy Wiseau, right? Tommy Wiseau, yeah. yeah. He he still to this day thinks that's a great movie. It's like I beg to differ with you, Tommy. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Oh hi, Mark. Oh, I like Oh man, but I like listen, bad movies. Like, Alright? Like if it, yes, it's, it, when a, a movie supersedes like when a movie is bad and you just hate it, but then it it just gets just worse and worse and it's like you start to love it how bad it is. You're like, I can't believe this exists. <laughs> that's how i viewed the death note movie yeah well, i mean and here's the thing like netflix like like you mentioned it's a good service it, it's you know you can find a lot of really good stuff on there but and we talked about this on the last episode of the podcast when we were talking about studio trigger it's like you know you could have given us a second season of little witch academia and i think more people would have been happy about it i don't know like show said what if uh death note one did really well we don't have the statistics See, I think, for it. I think what, what this is, and, and I mentioned this also last week, that the, the, the higher-ups the studio trigger told us during one of the panels, the only thing that Netflix actually cares about is how many people push the play button. They don't care how it's received. They just want people to push the play button. So they clearly I think push with, the play button enough. <laughs> well, I think, I think with Death Note, it's like a lot of people, even, even though it got kind of bad reviews, people were really intrigued enough to just go you know, give it a shot. And I think that's really all they looked at. <laughs> So what we've learned from this experience is don't press the play button on Netflix and or on Death Note number two. No, exactly. And go watch fucking Little Witch Academia so we can get a second season. All right, but here we really need a second season though. Maybe. Yes. All right. So the thing is, like, I I go to Netflix and Hulu, and also I'm on Xfinity Comcast and watch just random shows that I've never heard of or seen before. I like clicking on random things because you don't know if it's good or not, right? Like, uh. The Office. When I saw that, I didn't think it was good. I, I looked now, at when you say the, the Office, the, the U.S. one, not the U.K. one. Okay, the one with <laughs> uh, Steve Carell. So when I first saw The Office, I was like, "What is this? I don't want to watch something about The Office with this deadpan, stupid humor." But I clicked it and watched it anyway. And then I watched the first season. I was like, "Eh, it was all right." <clears throat> then I just kept watching it, and then it just got progressively better. And then I just it peaked, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the best show in the world!" Like, what the fuck? I love The Office. I've rewatched it like four times, five times. I just rewatched it again. Uh, the Office is really good. And then Steve Carell left, and it wasn't so good no more. No, no. The um the last couple seasons of The Office are pretty rough. Uh, I liked how it ended, though. I really liked how they on in season nine they they really built on one of the relationships. I really that everyone cared about. Let's be honest here. I'm not going to spoil it. What they need to do it. is make they need to make a spin-off of The Office that just follows Steve Carell's character after he left the show. I would definitely just call that's that. what she said. <laughs> oh my god. That would be perfect. I would love that. Oh. <laughs> just call the show that's what she said. All right. <clears throat> that's all I got about Netflix and how they do their yeah. random play. Button. I mean, listen. 
Netflix is, is better off, in my opinion, right now than Crunchyroll. But that's a story for another episode. Yeah. Episode coming soon to a store near you. <laughs> coming, coming soon to a shit show near you. What is this, fucking Betamax? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, man, a 90s joke. I love it. Yep. Oh, speaking of shit shows, uh, show, talk about Voltron. <laughs> Fuck you. It's not a shit show. Uh, it, it is on Netflix, though. It is on Netflix, so this is kind of related. Yeah, totally. Um, so there was a queer baiting controversy with the most recent season of Voltron, which I thought was interesting. So uh, I'm assuming you guys have never, I have not heard of it because you guys I mean, have heard of Voltron. Voltron. I've seen old Voltron. I don't watch the new one. Defender of the Universe. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> the new one is like so much better, even though I haven't watched the old one. I'm joking. It's like, it's whatever. Um, but I just wanted to bring up this queer baiting controversy because I find it hilariously horrible. Um, Are you saying so... it's a non-controversy or? Like... No, it's an, okay. This, there's been a lot of non-controversies about queer baiting. This is like a hundred percent. You can't even deny it. So the staff of Legendary Defender Voltron went out to Comic-Con and physically stated that one of the main characters is gay. Oh. And, yeah, they stated it in, like, a public wow. statement. Wow, okay. And they, um, for this new season, they put out promotional artwork of one of the main characters, which is Shiro, and his boyfriend. Um, they made promotional art for this. And they're like, we're going to introduce uh, Shiro's boyfriend in this new season. Tune in and find out. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, and then the new season comes around. And they did show this new character, which is allegedly Shiro's boyfriend. But, you know, it, they don't say in the show itself that Shiro is gay. They don't explicitly or remotely implicitly uh hint at in any way that him and his alleged boyfriend are together romantically and there and the boyfriend is mistreated in the show that I won't specify uh what specifically happens to him but he get receives because I don't want to do spoilers but he receives poor treatment and like it's not that great but my main issue is like they went out of their way to state that their character is gay and then they didn't even like if i had not known that this announcement existed i would not have like in any way found out that he was gay i'm like how am i supposed to know this they it's not even shown in any way and it's like yeah but we made all this promotional material and it's like oh yeah he's he's uh he's it's, gay it's but canon like, it's part of the lore is he, though? we'll never acknowledge he, it but it's canon i swear <laughs> it's it's kind of like dumbledore from harry potter it's like yeah he's gay okay but don't expect like, to see it in the right, story but, but let's not bring jk rowling into this with the and then the, the that one girl she was actually a transvestite well, I'm like, get the fuck out of here i, I don't want to go do, into that Wait, who was that jk rowling that the queen was. of red conning it was a joke that someone was like making fun of jk rowling oh. how it's like backpedaling okay. to like put more lore like yeah technically this is the lore it never was in the narrative or in anything but it's in it's it's, it's in the lore because i said so like that's, and because that's of what, what a rabid fan Voltron. base uh well, harry potter I, has 
Well, can, can, <laughs> I, can I say off. about th- th- this this particular controversy doesn't sound so much like queer baiting to me. It just sounds like out and out lying by the production staff. No, that's queer baiting. So isn't that just worse than queer baiting? <laughs> I th- yeah, I would say that's actually worse. I would just call them out and out queer liars. Lying. <laughs> You're queer lying. Oh god, it's queer lying. It's like, like you told me he was gay. You fucking liar. He's a dirty, dirty straight. <laughs> It's so funny that, like, because usually when you hear queer baiting, it's, like, really, like, gray and blurry and you can't really tell. But then, like, the Voltron comes along and they outright state it. I'm like, okay, honey. Okay. Okay, let me... Okay, so I don't follow the new Voltron thing that's on Netflix. So, is whatever the latest season is, is that the final season? It's the next season will be final. That isn't out yet. No. It's so, out in November. Okay, so is it possible that they might actually be putting this as part of the story of the no. next season? Why would no, they no. suddenly <laughs> insert it at Straight the end? Home. That's like... Because people are angry. Oh, my God. Girl, oh, my God. There has been so many controversies. You know what happened with the Voltron? So there's this um, really popular ship, Keith and Lance. Um, they have no chemistry in the show. Oh, by the way, they're both uh, guys, if you can tell from the names. Of course. Um... And so there was these students that went on a tour on for, in the Korean studio who animates Voltron, and they took the student took a picture of one of the scenes or something, and then they posted it onto social media, and then um, the Pixar Studios, I think, is the producer, was like, "This is copyright. You can't do that." Um, you have to take that down or we're going to have some issues with the Korean studio that's animating it. So then the Korean studio is like, oh my God, please take down all the photos you took. I was so sorry. So everyone took it down. But then there's one person, there's one, I think, Tumblr or Twitter. Hmm. Probably Whatever. Tumblr. There's one this internet seemed, user. This seems like something who, that would happen on Tumblr. Who, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there's one internet user who kept the photo up and was like, I will not take this down until you make Clance canon. I, and so he like, he like, he, or they like ransomed the studio. Was like, you want to be in copyright issue with the producers? Go right ahead, make Clance canon, or I will keep this up forever. <laughs> yeah, the Voltron has some pretty toxic fans, including me. No, I'm not that toxic. Only sometimes, but um. There's been a lot of controversy. There's, there are more controversies, but I won't go into <laughs> more. I've seen so much yaoi fan art for this new Voltron. It's unbelievable. I don't know which yaoi you're talking about, but that's how I got into Voltron. So. <laughs> of course. And it seems, I don't know what it is, but it just seems to, it seems to appeal to the, like the Fujoshi fan base. And it's like, okay, you know, it's hilarious. This is the fan base you want. It's the fan base <laughs> no, you no. got. Voltron is doing what Gundam did when, when Gundam fell in popularity. Oh like, you know my what? God. <laughs> We're just, oh, you're talking cycle. about what happened with Gundam Wing? <laughs> it's like, Quick, we're losing our shonen fan base. What should we do? We'll reach out to the Fujoshis. Bait them all. <laughs> I remember there was a lot when Gundam Wing came around. There was a lot of uh, like yaoi like fanfics and fan art of no, like um, going into Gundam Seed and all the bishis and shit. It's like <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, yes. <laughs> That's what Voltron's doing. Uh, you guys got debated. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <sighs> 
man, Voltron. I, I miss the old days when Voltron was just a mech, and that's all you really had it to It was just a mech about. fighting stuff, man. Space warriors. Oh, man. Uh, it's how you stay relevant in 2018. I guess. Honestly, I mean, like... I, that, they do say that any any press is good press, right? If you're not gay, you're not relevant. That, I'm serious, though. <laughs> I am 100% serious. In 2018, it's like everyone has to... Oh, God, Crunchyroll, stop. All right, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stop, Crunchyroll. <laughs> and for those who are wondering, I, we, we've talked about it on our Facebook page like we're gonna do an entire episode about Crunchyroll here soon just not now yeah i'll try to make that one because i'm i'm just i'm mad i'm not mad at Crunchyroll as much as i am mad at just people and just how entitled everyone is at people being stupid fucking ranted for like 20 minutes to alex when he was like should we change this to a Crunchyroll cast i was like i don't have much to say and then 20 minutes later i finished typing like, yeah, I definitely don't have much nice. to say. Like, this giant block paragraph of text. It's like, okay, yeah, you have nothing to say, I can tell. Anyway, shall we move on? Uh, yeah, to something easily as, um, shall we say, divisive as Crunchyroll is right now. So I want to talk about everyone's favorite conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones. Chemtrails are no making relations. the frogs gay! Yeah, speaking oh, of gay, uh, the gay frogs told me to do already. this. <laughs> I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> so, Alex Jones, no relation to Alex Senpai here. Um, <laughs> so, for those outside the U.S. or who don't really keep up with this kind of crap, um, Alex Jones has been uh, a long time, uh, shall we say, somewhat <laughs> conservative... <laughs> Uh, radio personality. Oh my God. Um, he has a radio show, but he's he's also really known for just absolutely wild conspiracy theories. Um, and he's also not exactly what you would call someone who uses a lot of tact when he talks. Um, a good or example sanity. of that being, or sanity, but mostly tact. Um, a, a good example of that is uh, right after the Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, was that in 2015? I think. Wasn't it 2014? Anyway, it was it was a it was a shooting at an elementary school in in Sandy Hook, a town called Sandy Hook. Um, he actually came out and said that he he thought and he had proof quote and I'm using air quotes here quote unquote proof that Sandy Hook was all a bunch of crisis actors and it didn't really actually happen. Um, and Alex Jones is actually currently being sued by parents of some of the Sandy Hook victims because of what he said, and he's probably going to lose in court. But anyway. What I want to talk about is about a week or a week and a half ago now, um, and it'll be longer by the time this actually I comes out. It was out. like three weeks um, ago at this point. I actually, it was at the beginning of August is what it was like the first yeah, week so of like August. Yeah, so like three weeks ago, but that's a relevant yeah. move. Go on. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so Alex Jones, he has, he's uh, active on a bunch of different social media platforms. He's got a podcast on you know iTunes and stuff. Well, pretty much all of the, the platforms that he hosted stuff on – banned him within like a couple of hours of each other and the only platform that he still has left that hasn't banned him is twitter for some reason and twitter is usually the one that bans people first uh um, i remember twitter came out saying because if they ban him then they're gonna have to ban everyone else like him and that's not what they're about yeah well anyway that's so that, that was twitter's like official statement that's why they didn't because everyone did question why yeah. twitter didn't ban him 
Yeah. Well, and it, this also got a lot of people talking because of how quickly, like, the, the very narrow time span that all of this happened in. And I have my own personal theory about it. I think that the CEOs of all these companies got together and said, let's make an example of Alex Jones. No, no, no. So here's um, actually what happened. They hired a bunch okay, of crisis go. actors, right? He actually <laughs> wasn't banned on any of these platforms. Oh, God. <laughs> Alex Jones, the crisis actor. Exactly. Um, no, I, and I'm actually being very serious when I say this. Like, I literally think that a lot of the, the CEOs or, or people who are high up in these companies got together uh, and said, listen, we need to make an example of him because none of us really like what he's saying and, you know, whatever. And I think even uh, Jack Dorsey, the, the CEO of Twitter, was probably in on this too. I think he's the only one who got cold feet when it was supposed to go down. Um yeah, so but, instead of Alex Jones's conspiracy theory, we have Alex Senpai's conspiracy theory. Oh, yes. My <laughs> uh, I, I did drink the water that has the chemicals and make the grogs gay, and I turned out okay. Um, <laughs> so I also remember something about Alex Jones uh, that just happened a couple days ago. Uh, so he had a live stream or some shit, right? And uh, he was like, he pulled up his phone to show his new website or something, and people discovered that he was looking at tranny porn. And and I believe he was very anti-transvestite or something, right? He's anti-LGBTQ. He's definitely anti-homosexual. Yeah, yeah. So it was super – so it was like he opened up one of the web browser tabs, and then on one of those tab windows, someone recognized, like, hey, that looks like a porn video. And then they zoomed in, and they could figure out, like, the title of the thing, and they found it, and it's transvestite porn. Amazing. <laughs> Fucking Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking funny. It's, it's like that. It's like it was like he it's got like f- that guy. It's like it's like that guy who uh, during the the 2016 campaign who uh, was all like going on uh, like different news organizations like CNN and stuff and like stumping for Donald Trump and then he sent out like this uh, this screenshot of his computer uh, of people harassing him on Twitter and there was a tab open that was fucking in hentai. <laughs> And it was, and it was, and it was B Chiku, which is a fucking loli hentai. <laughs> oh, these fucking hypocrites! Oh man, but I like the the whole reason I bring this up is because for me personally, like I'm I'm really big on the whole free speech thing, and like I I personally don't find Alex Jones to be a very um, easily defendable person. Um, he said some absolutely horrendous things over the years, and I think he oftentimes thinks without giving any regard to what he's actually saying. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with many of the things that he says. Um, but I also think that unless you're actively calling for violence against a person or a place or uh, an organization, like, and I mean like physical violence, uh, let people speak. I mean, his conspiracy theories really hurt no one, and then the people that are legitimately hurt by it, like you can say that the Sandy Hook victims' parents are suing him in civil court, and they're probably going to win, and they'll they'll probably get justice from it. Um, but I, like, and and they're all all these social media companies are banning him for pretty much the same reason. What they can constitute as hate speech. My only problem with that, and my problem with labeling anything as hate speech in general is that no one has ever been able to like objectively define what hate speech is and that's my problem with it yeah that's just gonna manifest contextual though is the thing yeah it, that's it's the thing. like context matters with speech all speech is contextual but here's the problem though like people you can hear the same speech right from someone and you can derive 
very different meanings from them. You know, and you know, it it's really hard to judge what is hate speech because of that, right? It's like if you're not overtly just saying like, yeah, we need to grab our pitchforks and go hang these people in the streets. It's like, well, I was just saying as an example, or you're taking it out of context. You know, you can always backpedal, yeah. which he does quite often. Alex Jones, yeah, man. which he's also he's tried to backpedal with the Sandy Hook thing. Now that he's gotten in trouble, yeah, because he's it. like, well, I, I never said that it was it's like, no, you literally said they were paid crisis actors. Yeah. Like you said that they didn't exist, and <laughs> that's why I'm saying, yeah, he paid crisis actors for his platforms to get. Um, I can't get over that joke. Yeah, it, I mean, I just, I, 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 I'm all for, I'm all for giving everyone, and, and it's, it's, just, it's precisely because i disagree with him that i think he should be allowed to speak like if i only believe that people i agreed with should be allowed to speak there'd be maybe five people on earth that'd be allowed to speak so like you and your dog <laughs> i don't have a dog I know. I know. that's the point <laughs> i transmuted my dog into a stop. girl and he died stop <laughs> no 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 stop no no bad stop god john tron when are you gonna it's time to stop. when are you gonna fucking release a new video it's been like eight months dude fuck Anyway, oh, do, do people actually care? About I him? care. I love John Trutt. His videos make me laugh. <laughs> He's someone else who got blasted for having for daring to have a conservative viewpoint. Yeah, but he he the minute he started pulling out um bullshit from his ass, he was just spewing like statistics that he just made up. That yeah. that was where well, it was like ooh ooh ooh. Here's the thing: I don't think John Tron realized how bad of a debater he was until he had that debate where he started pulling shit out of his ass. See, that's the thing. Like, I I understand his message, but it's just when you try to statistically state when you're trying to state a statistic, and it makes you feel so superior, you at least make sure it's right, <laughs> not just like pull yeah, a exactly. magic number out of the air. Like, and the statistics don't necessarily have to be accurate, but they got to be close. Yeah, his was... What did he... Like, if you, if you said if you said the statistic was, like, 15% of people believe this, and it ends up being, like, 14%, oh, that's close enough, really. But if it's, like, you say it's it's 15% and it's, like, 1%, like, that's not even close. Well, that's because you aren't accounting for the, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. I I completely agree that, um... Yeah, again, I'm, I'm fucking a... I'm Asian, but I'm a true-blooded American, man. I... America, First Amendment, Second Amendment. America. I got guns. I go shooting. I hunt. But you didn't know that. I hunt. You Fishing monster. is like hunting, but with a rod. Fishing is nothing like hunting. Fishing is way more expensive. <laughs> yes, what it is. You, what if you harpoon the fish? I guess that's technically hunt. I, whatever. <laughs> what if you catch fish like zero two just in your mouth? I don't know. I guess that's hunting. Bears do that, don't they? Don't, don't they technically? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've seen I've seen videos of bears just standing in a river and the fish fly right into their mouth. Like, how dumb are you? Like, that fish wanted to die. Yeah, to distract it, to save the rest of the pack, man. Selfless behavior. God, don't you understand anything about human nature? Anyway, let's move on. I'm tired of Alex All Jones. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I have something along the same lines. He watches um, tranny porn. That's all video- you need to know. <laughs> he watches tranny porn. <laughs> At least it's not in hentai, I guess. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so I want to talk about something also that's slightly video game related and slightly to bash SJWs. Um, so the Doom Eternal trailer dropped about a week ago now. Oh, no. A little over a week ago. Are we going to talk about this? Yes, we are. Uh, so uh, I've, 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 I've been a fan of Doom ever since the 90s when the original one came out. Wolfenstein? Um, 
yeah, the Wolfenstein with yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying. Basically, no, 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 no. It basically was Wolfenstein. No, no, it's the exact same game. They just so. Just with different skins. Yeah, because Wolfenstein, it's like you kill Nazis and there's blood everywhere and it was super gory. And they're like, all right, let's make Wolfenstein 2. And then they're like, yeah, like, no. But demons. No, you can't. Like, no. Like, all right, we'll just make them demons then. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, that's exactly oh. why Doom was created because you couldn't have Wolfenstein yeah. 2. Or I guess it's technically Wolfenstein 3 because the first one came out on... It uh, was technically 3, yeah. yeah. Anyway, video game um, Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I know. Um, so, I, like I said, I've been a fan of Doom for a while. They're really fun first-person shooters, typically, that you're, you don't really have to think about too much while you play them. You just, you know, pew-pew, run along. That, that's pretty much it. Um, except Doom 3. No, oh, except Doom. Let's not talk about that. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Doom 3 was amazing. I loved it. It was fun. It's just... Um, it was scary as shit, man. Different. It was. Oh, that was... Oh, man. Mm-mm. I hope that Keys and I plays that game because I just want to see her just shit herself while she plays. Anyway, um, so this the trailer for Doom Eternal came out and uh, it looks like it's gonna it, like visually it looks wonderful. Um, and the trailer was like a gameplay trailer, so they had someone basically playing through the beginning stages of the game. Um, and throughout this 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 stage of the game, there's like this uh, computer AI that's like doing announcements and shit in the background. And this whole stage takes place during like a demon takeover of Earth, and the whole the whole background of this is that uh, America or not Americans Earth as a whole has said that uh, they've opened up Earth and said demons immigrate here, it'll be fine, we can live together. <laughs> <laughs> that goes about as well as you think. <laughs> what? <laughs> basically that's that's the story that's the story earth has an open border policy with demons and they, and they think what could go wrong oh i don't know what if, why don't we ask the first guy who came back from the fucking demon portal they opened up on mars and then they killed his bunny and that's why he murdered all of them i'm not even kidding that's like the ending to doom like he comes back they open up a gate to the demon world on mars or some shit and then they come through and fuck up the demon base and then he uh, yeah. he kills all of them and gets back to Earth, and it turns out they've over some of them have escaped to Earth, and they killed his pet bunny. So then he's on a vengeance to kill all demons because it killed his pet <laughs> bunny. <laughs> I fucking love the lore; it's so good. Well, anyway, this this whole trailer got SJWs in a tizzy because of some of the stuff that AI was saying during the opening the opening uh, level of the game. They was it was shouting out stuff like Earth is the melting pot of the universe. Um demon demon may be considered offensive. The politically correct term is mortally challenged. <laughs> I legitimately thought it was a joke so at good. first. Like I really did. And I, 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 I absolutely love this trailer. I didn't even really pay attention to all the stuff that was being said, but apparently a bunch of SJWs did, and they think that this is supposed to be some sort of like anti-immigrant uh, propaganda or something that's been spliced into the game. And I'm like, fuck off! No, it was just a shitty joke. <laughs> I mean, if you really, and the thing that kills me is like these these SJWs are sort of because of the terminology that they're comparing this this being used against. Um, they're kind of basically showing everyone that they're racist because they think that this actually applies to immigrants now. What they're basically saying is they think that immigrants here in the real world are demons. I mean, all right, I so think... I like to play devil's advocate a little bit, and I, I hate social justice warriors who uh, are just so self-entitled and 
push their ideologies on on other people claiming they know anything when they are just you know remember just, kids it's okay to hate on social justice warriors it's a, they're garbage it's a, it's a game yeah. it's just a game I mean, it, it's just so f- as a group of people who in general they're just trying to help everyone out right they want peace they want people to have all equal rights and they're always constantly shot on so I, I can see why they self-identify because it seems like a jab at them or an at immigrants and stuff i can see the parallels but again i don't agree with most uh overtly sjw people because <laughs> there's a lot of ignorance in um in their speech and you can chalk up that ignorance to being racist as well like uh i i I knew someone specifically that was extremely pro LGBTQ plus and uh, social justice. And this person had a disagreement with me saying Asian people shouldn't be considered uh, people of color. And I was like, all right, so you're generalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because statistically speaking, Asians are the most successful. I really thought you were going to go somewhere completely different with that. I thought you were gonna, he was going to say, like, Asian people shouldn't be considered human. No, no, no. They claim that uh, Asian people shouldn't be considered people of color because they don't face the same uh, struggles as, like, uh, a Mexican person, for example. And that made me blow my top because I was like, all right, so what you're doing is being extremely racist. Because you're actually doing exactly what racist people do, generalizing all Asian people under the same banner. My pe- my people specifically, we we were mountain farmers. My family escaped war to come here to America. I am the first generation here. I grew up in poverty, and for this person to say I didn't have to struggle, I'm like, no, I we I we fucking struggled. I watched my parents work their asses off to support me and my sister to scratch out a living here, coming here when they're from a war torn country, being kicked out of their own villages watching their fucking friends and family burn, right? And I, I just, I'm, I'm heated. You can tell I'm fucking heated because <laughs> this person, this is a person of color as well, but they didn't think that Asian people had it t- rough. And I was like, you know what? That is so ignorant of you to say because you are correct. There are some, I shouldn't say, there are a lot of Asian people that do not have it rough. The ones who immigrate here who have money. A bunch of Chinese people do that, for example. But my people, specifically my family, we struggle to get to where we are now. My family worked. Isn't this like a, a poverty issue, not a race Exactly. Issue that and that's what I said. It's more about that than it is race. And they're, they're saying, oh, well, because you're Asian. Like, people of color have to be poor to be people of color. Didn't you know? <laughs> exactly. I was so <laughs> triggered by this because I was just like, I can't believe. And, and I'm sorry to say, but my exposure to these uh, SJW types are exactly like this person. They're just very ignorant. And when I try to correct them of this ignorance, they just bite back and trying to refute my point. I'm like, I'm not trying to say you're wrong. I think what you're doing is that you have a good heart and that you're coming from a good place, but you're being ignorant. And I'm trying to help educate that's, you. That's, that's my biggest problem, though, with people who self-identify as SJW. It's that they, are, they have this internalized belief that if you don't think the exact same way I do, you're the enemy. Yeah, almost like fascists, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like if, if you don't think all the exact same things I do, you must be a fascist. It's like, no, I just have slightly different opinions than you. So going back to the uh, topic of the Doom trailer, which I have not watched, uh, nor have I ever played Doom, but just from your description, I can see it as a commentary on immigration, but I don't necessarily see that as like, something that you should like go crazy over i oh, yeah i mean I, like i'm not saying said, that i'm not saying that i can't of, there are a lot of politically incorrect video games i think that's fine if video games are politically incorrect but 
I don't know if you think that... Do you think... Do you see the uh, political connections? Or do you think there's not any political message at all? Oh, I, I, I honestly see that it can be... Right, it can so, definitely be considered satire. So I don't think there is a political message. I think it was just a shitty joke. But these people... They wanted to see something like this, you know, to make this commentary because they're just thinking about it, right? You see what you want to see, isn't that true? Like this again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is you have you see first, you see the you see the world the through first, your own biased lens. Is this the first like time demons have immigrated to Earth? Like demon immigration has been brought up. Is it and just Doom? Yeah. Yeah, I pretty so. much. Yeah. I mean, the well, entire okay, Doom if premise. This is the first was... time. Okay, the, the entire premise of Doom was that we accidentally opened a portal to hell and then demons came out fucking everything up and then we started killing them to defend ourselves because they started mutilating us. And the premise of uh, Eternal is that, all right, so the demons are here and we're, we don't want to fight, so we should try to open our borders up and see if we can get along. And and the commentator or, extend an olive branches. Yeah, and and the the AI saying the mortally challenged again. I feel like it's just a joke. It's just a joke, and they saw what they wanted to see from there, that they yeah. thought this was I an think, issue. I think there's definitely political coding there, but I don't think it's necessarily a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that people could take this as some kind of political satire with some of the stuff that's going on in the world right now, especially with what's going on in the uh, European Union with all of their immigration issues they have right now. But it's just a joke. Like, get over it. Like, I mean, it's not the too. only – It's well, that – yeah, but I'm. there's a lot more, like, nuanced issues going on with the European Union. Um it's just like there this doom is doom eternal is not the first game to dip into like politically incorrect satire and comedy it's like fucking gta has made a fucking mint doing this for all, almost 20 years now it might also be that the release date of doom is poorly timed because immigration is a hot topic right now i i, I guess i think i just think like i think like like John says, I think people are just reading way more into it than it's actually supposed to be there. And they're yeah. taking it they're taking it as like a personal attack against them when it's not. It's not about you. Get over it. <laughs> so self-entitled, right? I know. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. It just it, it pisses me off. It's like and I and I know with what's happening, I know we're about to have this issue in, in the anime community. I know it's about to happen. Oh god. What? Emigration or immigration? No, no, this whole SJW influx. I just know it's about to happen with anime. I, I just, I know it. I can feel you it. You mean that you're just going to relabel Fujoshi's as SJWs? Yes, they are SJWs. <laughs> Fujoshi are the new SJWs. Oh, no. Anyway, I think to, 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 to finish this off, we have to go with what Shinoda actually wanted to talk about because this has actually run long enough already. <laughs> Shinoda, I'm, I'm, I have so many questions about what you wrote down here, but go ahead. So, I recently Hold on, hold just, on. Uh... <clears throat> so, so, before that happens, I just want to say that what Shinoda wants to talk about is that his pussy is being absolutely slutty. <laughs> and his pussy is named Hanakawa. <laughs> I had to Her make the joke. Her name is Fiona. Thank you very much. <laughs> Alright, continue, Shinoda. Um... So I recently uh, moved the day after Otakon, actually, um, and along with the house came, uh, well, not house, moreover, room. It's a house I live in. Um, it came with two cats, Houdini and Fiona. 
no, I've known these cats for years. We we know each other. Houdini's rather shy, and uh, he had to take a bit of time to get used to me being here more, considering I actually live here now. Fiona, on the other hand, <sighs> precious Fiona is an absolute slut. Like, <laughs> she loves people, and like she loves all the attention. And she's also a bitch, because, like, once you actually start giving her attention and start caring about her, she'll just go away. She'll be like, that's enough, human. Like how all cats <laughs> be gone are, now. yeah. <laughs> be gone, but, fuck! But, it's like that for basically everyone else but me. <laughs> With me, wow, she'll stick around, and I can't get rid of her. And it's gotten to the point where... Like, when I'm actually trying to go to sleep, she'll meow outside the door, screeching at me to let her in. And I have to open the door, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, whatever time, just so she can come in and uh, either sleep on my bed or watch me as I play video games. And it's just like, Cat, I like you too, but you're being so... Pushy. That's just how cats are. So basically, it's like you have a girlfriend now. <laughs> please don't. No, I don't want that image. No, no please love. don't. Just let him have it. <laughs> oh, that's... Let him have this moment. That's so mean. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up, Alex. I'm gonna whoop your ass for that. <laughs> I couldn't resist, man. You left the the door was wide open. I just walked through it. <sighs> but yeah, so I have to deal with that, and she she's she is fun. I will say that she uh I I give her a lot of scratchies. She enjoys it. Like this cat fucking loves her scratches. I will be scratching her head for like ten minutes straight, and she fucking loves it. But yeah, cat likes to. Well, to be fair, I think a lot of people would say that too. My only um uh, takeaway yeah. from this. This entire story, you notice. Don't fuck the cat. Don't. I'm yeah, not gonna. Don't fuck the cat. <laughs> what the hell, man? What oh, the fuck? Because all I, you know, if I'm you not gonna to... fuck the cat with bulimia. Bulimia, okay? All I know. If you have is... to, at least use protection. Oh my! Don't not oh, have God. to. What the? Please do not what engage the in bestiality. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Poor cat. Like, show. I know you have a thing for bats, but don't compare that Whoa. to a cat. <laughs> It went from horses to bats? When did it move to bats? <laughs> when we heard his mom shouting oh, like mad yeah, during the, the podcast bat. recording one time. Hey, that's my mom's oh, by the way, kink, not Thank mine. you so much, John, for editing that into the beginning of that episode. Uh, <laughs> this is too funny. I loved it. Uh, first of all, bats are super cute. Uh, I, I find all animals cute, I actually. I know, right? Wait, have you been in contact with a bat? Yeah, I've also eaten fruit bats before. <laughs> okay. oh. Wait, you've eaten the fruit bats? Hell yeah! Have you been to Thailand? <laughs> that bat's so cute. Let me eat it. Hey, I, I think have, pigs are super cute, but I still time. eat. I still eat pork, even though pigs are way cuter than dogs. <laughs> I have a story about that before no. we go. I have a doujinshi for you if you find pigs. Cute. Oh no, oh, my. maybe. Send it no, to me later. no. <laughs> I, I have I have a really quick story before we get out about finding animals right. cute. I was at a I was like I think I was in fifth grade, 
and we went on a field trip to a, like a farm in nearby. It was not like a like a growing fruit or vegetables farm. It was like a livestock farm. Um, and uh, while I was there, there was a bunch of these baby lambs. Oh. Uh, they were just kind of roaming around. They had been born like I think maybe three or four weeks prior. Um, so they were like newborns and then I was sitting down and one came up right next to me and then hopped up on the, the little bench that I was sitting on and laid down on my lap and fell asleep. And what the person that, uh, owned the farm looked at it and said, Oh, that's cute. He trusts you. And I looked down at the lamb and I said, he's not a good judge of character. Cause I see dinner. Bruh. See the entire oh, the entire time you were telling that story. All I could think about was like, goat fucker, goat fucker, goat fucker, goat fucker. <laughs> Um, wow i'm not that bad of a person i'm just super racist maybe i'm asian man i'm hella racist listen i'm from the south we don't fuck animals we fuck our cousins alabama oh god alabama (laughs) you stay you alabama you stay beautiful stay beautiful stay fucking forked at the gene pool Anyway, on that note, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed this shit show irrevocacy because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. If you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Discord server, become a member of our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, and visit our website. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns of this or any episode, feel free to choose an email. To be fair, I don't actually think all girls are like how I described Shinoda's cat girlfriend. <laughs> so don't email us about that. Anyway, links I said all, links to all these things are down, the, down below in the description. I think I said all that already. Anyway, uh, as always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. I'm going to make oh, grilled man. cheese for dinner. Don't everyone talk <laughs> at once, I suppose. No, I had to burp. And that was an accident. And also, that wasn't a burp. Oh, God. This oh, that was disgusting. A oh, behemoth isn't hard. Extreme behemoth is just ridiculous. Oh, stop. <laughs> the truth must be said. I'm ending this podcast. No. Good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.